If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is how I record my podcast and it has everything that I need. I've edited and added music all right from my phone. So get started with Anchor today. Hello everyone, this is Crystal, and welcome back to All Things Dark Podcast. Today I'm going to do an episode that I didn't actually plan on doing. Um, I've been watching my favorite movies, Young Guns and Young Guns 2, and if you know those movies, you know they're about Billy the Kid. And I was actually thinking about Billy the Kid because as a historian, I want to know the true story. And while those movies did get a lot right, they also got a lot wrong, but despite my love of them... It bothers me now as an adult. I've watched these movies since I was a child. I loved these movies since I was a child, but looking at them as an adult, it kind of upsets me because they glamorize Billy and his posse. And people like that really shouldn't be glamorized. Those movies almost make it seem as if Billy is sort of a hero. And that he was just killing these people because he had to avenge the person who took care of him and took him in as a son. And while that may be true, he also most likely enjoyed doing what he did. Billy was not a very stable person. And so it kind of it kind of makes me step back and look at the movies differently. Don't get me wrong, like I said, I love them. But now, as a historian and as an adult, I have a different take on these movies. And I will forever watch these movies until the day I die. But I just want everyone to know the true story of Billy the Kid. He most likely did not kill 21 to 25 men, like many reports say he did. He most likely only killed nine. Nine men. And it is most likely not true that he killed his first man at 18. It happened sometime after Not much is known about Billy before he became famous. We do know that he was probably most likely born in an important Irish neighborhood on New York City's east side and that he was probably born November 23rd, 1859. We do know that he died at the age of 21. Billy liked calling himself William H. Bonnie, but that was not his actual name. Historians believe that he had the name Henry McCarty at birth. Bonnie was his mother's maiden name and he actually took on the name William to honor his mother's lifetime, long time companion, William Antron. And he actually used that alias at some point. He used his stepdad's alias. Billy's biologic father disappeared. And I don't know what happened to him. There's no record of what really happened to him. He either just left or he got killed or he went somewhere and he died. I don't know. We do know that around 1865, Billy and his brother traveled to Indiana with their mother and Antron, 
and by 1870, they were in Wichita. And soon the movie, the family moved even further west. They were following the cattle trails. In 1873, we know that Catherine legally married William Antrin. This does appear in record in New Mexico. In 1874, sadly, Billy's mother died of lung cancer. And it seems like this might have been kind of when Billy decided that he was just going to do whatever the hell it is that he wanted to do. He just kind of decided, I'm on my own now. My mom is dead, and I'm going to do what I want. So soon after, he left his brother and stepfather, and he took off into the New Mexican sagebrush. And this is slowly going to be the beginning of the Billy the Kid legend that we know. He worked as a ranch hand, and in 1876... This is when he supposedly killed his first man. A group of reservation, reservation Apache Indians in the Guadalupe Mountains. So this is when he supposedly kills those men. But again, there's really no record and odds are this was just tacked on to the legend. He could have, but I really think this was just added on to make Billy seem bigger. He took the fall for these murders. And... As legend goes, it was not long before Billy killed another man, a blacksmith in Camp Grant, Arizona. Billy the Kid got his name from people. He didn't call himself the Kid. Billy got that name from people calling him that. And this is really where that name started to be tacked onto him after he killed these men. And then next he went and he worked as a rancher and bodyguard for John Tunsil, who was English-born rancher and who operated out of Lincoln, New Mexico. This is what the movie got right. He did work for John Tunstall. He did care about John Tunstall. John took him in and he was like a father figure to him and Billy adored him. And the movie also got his murder right. In 1878, rival gang members killed Tunstall and this angered Billy and his regulators, angered them. And in 1878, they became involved in what is now known as the Lincoln County War. So the movies did get that right. They were involved in this war. And for Billy and the regulators, it started, it started with that murder. Now, there's a lot of questions. We do know that Pat Garrett was friends with Billy at one point before becoming a lawman, but it is really not believed that he ran with Billy's gang. Doc Scarlett is also up in the air in question. I don't know that he actually ran with Billy either. I think the movies added those in because, again, it just adds to the legend. It just makes Billy feel bigger and badder and more dangerous to add them in. Look, he had a, a person that would go on to be a sheriff and he would murder Billy later on down the road and he had this tenderfoot with him and he really attracted these kinds of people but it's really questionable that those two are actually part of his gang so after Tunstall's murder Billy did become the leader of the regulators and they were actually sent in just like the movies to arrest these people but no arrests were ever made instead they just started killing people they shot two of the murderers and killed them. And this just worsened the blood feud between these posses. And it 
escalated into that Lincoln County War. After Billy's gang shot Lincoln Sheriff Bill Brady because he sanctioned the murder of John Tunstall, everybody was after Billy at that point. Billy was already a legend. He shot a sheriff. He was going around killing people when he was supposed to be on the side of the law. I will say, the movie got that most likely 100% right. Billy was so angry over Tunstall's murder that he only wanted revenge. He didn't want to negotiate. He didn't want to see these people arrested. He didn't want to see these people hanged. He felt it was his duty to John to make sure that these people got what he believed they deserved. And so at this point, Billy's enemies are getting together with authorities and they are conspiring to do away with the regulators. They're not looking to really bring these guys to justice. They want Billy and this gang gone. They want them gone. They know that they are dangerous and they know that Billy is not going to back off until everyone that he blames for Tunstall's murder is dead. And they knew this, and so they knew that they had to be stopped. In around July 1878, the rival gang of Billy's, this rival gang that is trying to stop Billy, surrounds a house where Billy and the gang are staying. This is just outside of the town that they were at. This siege stretched for five days. Billy and the regulators were just not going to give up. They were just not going to back down. And they actually had to bring in a U.S. Army squadron from nearby Fort Stanton. They called them in and they said, look, these people are dangerous. They're outlaws. They're outsmarting us. They've actually held us off for five days. We need your help. This is where things get really wild. Billy and the gang, they make a mass escape. And several of them were actually able to shoot their way out of town, including, of course, Billy. So once again, the movie got that right. Of course, we don't know that it happened exactly as the movie showed because none of us were there. But they were holed up in this house and somehow they survived for five days. And then one of them, probably Billy, decided, you know what? I'm not sitting here any longer. We're getting out of here. And they were actually, for the most part, able to escape. It's just mind-blowing how many times Billy was able to escape justice. It's just, I don't mean to laugh because it's not funny, but when you stop to think about it, this man was incredible with somehow avoiding justice. After more than two years on the run, this is after the five-day holdup, this is after shooting his way out of town, Billy actually was arrested by Pat Garrett. Again, like I said, we know that Billy and Pat were friends before he became a sheriff. So this must have stung Billy. His ego must have hurt immensely because this was his friend. And yet here he is on the side of the law, the people that Billy sees as his enemies, and he's arresting him. In April of 1881, Billy was found guilty of the murder of Sheriff Brady. And they did sentence him to hang. So in, in, in Pat's world, in Pat's form of the law, Billy wasn't just going to be gunned down. He was going to be hanged. He was actually going to have justice served the way the law 
said. But on April 28th, two weeks before he was supposed to die, Billy was able to get a gun from one of his jailers and shoot him and another deputy dead and once again escaped. I'm not trying to laugh again. This is just, it's mind blowing. Like how many times can this man escape from his captors and get away from having the justice that he deserves served? Now, this escape grabs national attention. All of a sudden, Billy is not known just in New Mexico. Billy the Kid is everywhere. He is making headlines. He is in magazines. Kids are emulating him in the street. They're actually making like five cent magazines all about Billy. That again, the movie got that right. Some people saw Billy as a hero because he was going up against the government, the big man. And so he was now Billy the Kid on a national level. On the night of July 14th, 1881, Pat is finally able to track Billy down at a ranch close to Fort Sumner. Again, this is New Mexico. Billy stays in New Mexico. I do not know. I think any other person would be like, well, regulators, it's probably time to get out of this state, but not Billy. Billy seemed to like pushing that envelope and he seemed to like the attention. So he stayed, he stayed where he was most famous. So Pat was able to get into the house where Billy was visiting a girlfriend and he was able to surprise him. Before Billy could offer any resistance or really say anything, Garrett fired a bullet and hit him in the chest. And this, as legend goes, is how Billy the Kid died. But of course, as with all things Billy, it may not be so cut and dry as Pat Garrett, former friend of Billy the Kid, now turned sheriff, murders him. And it wasn't a murder, but you know what I mean. Nope, it doesn't in there. Many people believe that somehow Billy miraculously survived that gunshot. Because it's Billy the freaking kid. Why wouldn't he? There are some people in Hicko, Texas, that is the, is the home to the Billy Kid Museum, and they tell a vastly different story. Now, this parallels the movie Young Guns 2 quite a lot, but the reason it parallels that movie is because this is actually where they got the idea for that movie. In 1948, there is a paralegal named William V. Morrison, and he is doing an investigation into a man named Joe Hines. He is a survivor of the Lincoln County War. And Hines is telling him a huge tale that involves Billy. He says Billy the Kid was not killed in New Mexico. Mm -mm, he survived that. And he was alive and living relatively well in a town called Hicko in Hamilton County, Texas. And his name is now Ollie Brushy Bill Roberts. Does that sound familiar from the movie? That's because it's from this story. Morrison talks to Roberts, who, according to Morrison, thinks he's probably about to die because he's 90. And he tells him, I have a confession to make. And he said, I hope that you, Morrison, could help me claim the pardon that the New Mexico governor, Lou Wallace, supposedly was supposed to give me 
back in 1879. So Brushy Bill is telling the story about being Billy the Kid and he's telling Morrison, I need this pardon. I cannot die without this pardon. And this is all according to Morrison. Brushy Bill is very well known around those parts and he would go around telling people, I have to I have a secret and one of these days you're going to find out what it is. He didn't want to tell a story at first because, hello, you're Billy the Kid. You're probably not going to want to talk about how you just coldly murdered a bunch of people, ran from the law, and thought it was a big joke because I think that's one thing that the movie got right. Billy really, really enjoyed doing these killings. I mean, he stayed in New Mexico. He gloated. He stayed in the face of the very lawmen who was looking for him. He could have ran to Mexico. He could have went to Texas. There were many places he could have gone. But instead, he stayed right there where he was being haunted day and night. And I think that's because he enjoyed that attention. But now, at the end of his life, he's ready to tell the story because he wants the pardon that he was promised. In November of 1950, Morrison actually files a petition on behalf of Brushy Bill. But unfortunately, Brushy Bill died a month later and neither Billy the Kid nor Brushy Bill Roberts received the pardon that they both so desperately sought. So, of course, people debate Brushy Bill's claims. They say there's no way that he could be Billy the Kid or they say he absolutely was Billy the Kid because he showed scars, supposedly, that matched those that Billy would have had from shots that he had taken. And so it's really up in the air. But I give my opinion, I do, but I feel strongly about this one. I think that Brushy Bill was Billy the Kid. And I think that because he showed scars and he waited till he was 90, he just wanted a pardon. I really think that somehow Billy miraculously survived that gunshot and he waited until he was about to die to tell his story. Whether you believe that or not is up to you, but I do want to say one more thing about the whole glamorizing outlaws. People like Billy the Kid, Jesse James, and Bonnie and Clyde are not someone to emulate. And please tell your kids this, I'm sure you already do, but Hollywood makes them beautiful for a reason and Hollywood makes them seem glamorous for a reason and that reason is money but the truth is people like Billy are dangerous and Billy doesn't deserve to be idolized and I fully admit that I am guilty of that myself like I said my favorite movies are Young Guns and Young Guns 2 and they forever always will be I love those movies. I adore those movies. I can quote the movies from beginning to end. But the reality is, people like Billy deserve to be known for what they are, and that is murderers. Murderers who killed people and then taunted the people who were trying to bring them to justice. And that should never be glamorized. Yes, we should learn about people like Billy the Kid. And yes, we should understand what makes them do the things that they do. And I do believe that in his mind, Billy thought he was avenging John. But at the end of the day, 
He didn't go about it the right way. He could have brought them into justice. He was given a badge to do so, and he chose to go the other way. And those men that he was with chose to follow him that way. So no, despite the movies and how cute the cast is, people like Billy do not deserve to be glamorized. And as a historian, I'm kind of glad that I learned the truth about Billy, that a lot of what is said about him is probably not true. That's all I have for you with this episode. Until next time, bye.